Welcome to the International Belgian University podcast. The Department of Digital Communications and Public Relations is home to the IBU podcast. I am Andy Nobucic, your IBU host today. There's a new trend in the field of human resources. Human resource departments are experiencing a moment of transition. In essence, HR departments are reimagining their entire approach to employee management and assistance. Creative HR departments are rebranding themselves as people and culture as they transition from a service-oriented to a leadership-oriented position. These departments are reinventing the entire workplace. We are joined by Liz Burke. Liz is currently the head of people and culture at Bioptimizers, a fast-growing health and wellness company located in the United States. Her career has taken her through a variety of HR-related roles, including HR administration, people operations, talent optimization, and learning and development in both the private and public sector. Welcome, Liz. Hi, thanks. Liz, mm-hmm. what is people and culture? <laughs> so it's a good question. Are we on the verge of a new revolution, <laughs> perhaps? Um, I don't think it's a revolution. I think it's uh, more of an evolution. Okay. <laughs> so so I, th- I think, um, you know, the world of work is changing. And I think that that idea of what a human resources department is responsible for is also mm-hmm having an evolution where you're having um, like situations where uh, you have, you know, the, the C-suite or the leadership who really are trying to make an impact on their employee base. And there was sort of nobody there to, to kind of handle that um, development of the workforce. And so, um, you know, people and culture, I think, better defines the role of what the, the old HR department you know, has kind of moved into. And I know for me that I, I thought was an intentional decision I made um, where, you know, most of my role is coaching now. Most of, most of my role okay. is um, really uh, making sure that the company culture and those company core values are infused in every aspect of the business. And so in regards to that, that term people and culture, that was just a better um, guiding light for my team to be able mm-hmm. to know what we're focusing on and, and, changing our language around what what our job actually is okay mm-hmm. does that mean that you're reimagining uh, hr departments um, around the world is, is, is this a revolution is this a, a new movement that actually intends to reimagine to reinvent uh, hr departments yeah and i think it comes from a need too of just the employee base is now expecting more from their the businesses that were where there's that um, desire to have an impact with what you do at work. Like if you're going to show up somewhere for 40, 50 hours a week, you want that to be meaningful. You want that to mean something. And so in order to start that, you know, it's, it's again, it's no longer, you're not an assembly worker anymore. You're actually contributing to something bigger than yourselves. And a lot of these companies that have those strong missions, those strong core values are attracting that employee base. So I think, um, I mean, I feel like there has been a global shift. I think, um, you know, COVID really demonstrated uh, different ways that we can work together. And so that sort of was this light bulb moment, I think, for a lot of employees of like, hey, I can I can have it all, <laughs> you know, if, if I, <laughs> yes. if I find the right place to be in. And so I think that that concept of people and culture is a little different for each company because it, it truly represents the heart of each company. And that's, mm. that's going to be different acro- across the board. But at the end of the day, I think they all, um, try to, uh, yeah, have that driving culture, <laughs> you know, you know, moment for each, each company. And, and I think that's a, an exciting shift that's, that's finally happened within the workplace. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So speaking of culture, of company culture, which seems to be very important to you, mm-hmm. um, why do we need to uh, think about it in the first place? So wh- why, um, why do we place an emphasis on that? Well, culture for me is really that operating system that everybody functions like functions by. Yeah. And so um, in our case, especially being a global company, I mean, we're touching 19 countries right now. How do you get all those different cultures to then get on the same page and, and work together? And so by really making that company culture the the dominant culture um that's a way for us to all finally use the same language that's a way for us to all really work together um and so that that combined with the mission really has that's where the purpose of of like those frustrating (laughs) days can be punched through um and so um yeah i think uh i i i think that culture piece is is critical for a business to 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 just do do what it does um, because that is the operating system that which you're building everything else on is the foundation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's very interesting. So how do you expand this operating system? How do you make sure that each employee in, in different country, let's say you mm-hmm. are, you after all, you work for an international company. Mm-hmm. So how do employees in 19 countries mm-hmm. you know, align with the company culture how do they participate in the company culture yeah so for us it's continuous reminders of of what it is um so we do have um it is so it's part of our hiring process um our we do two stages of interviews the first one solely screens on uh, whether somebody's going to be an addition to our culture or not Mm -hmm. um so that way um you know Despite the different cultures, there is that attraction of, of what we offer. Um, we want to make sure that people are aligned, and this isn't just going to be another job for them. Um, so there's that touch point there. Then through the onboarding process, we're really going deep into making sure they're trained up on that company culture and helping them start defining what that means to them. And then every Monday, we have sort of a full team virtual <laughs> company level call, um, and we have what we call our core value shoutouts. So that's where open floor. Anybody can recognize anybody else solely based on those core values that we've we've agreed to and, and trained everybody on. Um, so we're not talking about you know how much money somebody made or or, or those are more transactional things. It's it's rewarding those behaviors that that align with what we're trying to do, um, which I think is a great way to especially for the the non-revenue based teams as well to kind of have an opportunity to get recognized and we keep everybody on the same page that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what does it mean for you personally to be the head of people and culture? Yeah. How do you <laughs> Um I mean to me again, you know, I always go back to like the heart of the the company and, and I'm one of those <laughs> leaders that very much leads from their gut as well. Um so it's it's kind of a, a an instinctual thing for me, but I mean obviously the core values of the company and, and the mission I aligned with already i don't think i'll ever be part of a company where that's not the case now that i've Mm -hmm. experienced this year um but you know having that um being able to guard that sacredly for me is very very um fulfilling um and and being able to um help us evolve those core values too as we need to is is an exciting thing and uh, watching the, the the company mature from that standpoint for me is is very exciting so that is exciting. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's very um, it's very motivating as mm-hmm. well. Uh, speaking of motivation, uh, I you know as as the head of people and culture, I, I understand that you know people have personal development goals. Mm-hmm. 
that you encounter on a daily basis, you know, could you please expand on that? What are those personal development goals that yeah, and it, it, it's very unique to the to each individual, and I think we're we're definitely in the infancy stage of defining you know different development paths and things for for employees within the company. I think um, it's like a, a blessing and a challenge at the same time. We're we're hiring very highly motivated and high performing employees and so it's how do you feed their their souls in many yeah, ways and finding great. ways to do that um right now it's a place where we're all wearing many hats so i feel like my role isn't so much to provide development opportunities but provide clarity on the paths people can take and that's something we're working on right now um, but also um that can be very stressful for people so how do we get themselves out of their own way so that they can achieve those goals? And, and um, you know, a lot of it is redefining what work-life balance looks like. A lot of that is giving people permission to rest. Uh, a lot of it is, you know, al- allowing people to recharge. And, um, and how do you do that, by the way? How do you create an environment that accommodates personal development goals? Is there a specific strategy that you're using, techniques? Yeah, not yet. I think there, there's definitely been like the feedback that I've started to get over the last few months. Definitely, mm-hmm. I would say the employee base is, is now starting to ask for that. Um, a lot of us are, are quite new to the company. Most were hired, you know, 2020 and beyond. Um, so now that we're starting to hit those like one year marks, you know, one and a half, two, now, now people are starting to, to request that. Um, so what we're trying to build out right now is, is sort of, um, a leveling matrix that's that's meaningful for us so that clearly defined hey this is your role but this is the path that you can take and that'll allow us to be more strategic with you know training bonuses and things like that that we're able to offer some of the employees because they'll know what to ask for and i think right now that's um that's the big thing is is providing clarity on on what's available and where we where we want people um and it's a work in progress. We're, we're, we're still learning how to do that. But um, but it is definitely um, like long term vision to be able to have somebody hop in and be like, hey, I want to be I want to be there. And we're, we're able to coach them through that. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's really mm-hmm. valuable. Now, uh, you know, what I'm interested in is how you really motivate employees around the world to deliver high level performance. I think yeah. I can't take I can't is take that credit a challenge that. or, or no or, I don't think I can take credit for that I think everybody shows up like that like that's just okay. the kind of caliber that we we uh, attract I think um, in many ways the frustrations and things that happen that might slow us down is because you know we want to do better <laughs> and we want to so again I think a lot of um, like the coaching that I'm doing on my end is is really to get people to take a deep breath and and uh, you know, get that space to, to recharge and those type of things. And again, sometimes it is still a work in progress, but I think that's where, you know, that, that coaching aspect of my job becomes very important because you're then sitting down with people and helping them, um, on their own sort through patterns and things like that, that might be causing stress and getting in their own way. And so to be able to lift that off of them, um, that's keeps them motivated, I think. Yeah. It's a collaborative effort. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. We know that organizations that collaborate, they function, they operate at a high level. Mm-hmm. So collaborative approach is a great one. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really you know, glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and also, you know, I'm really interested in, in what personal and professional attributes should a prospective employee have? Or is that a wrong question? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think, um, I mean, obviously there are skills required for certain roles, you know, that I think that that's pretty black and white in that regard. But I think, um, you know, that core value interview is integral for screening for people that are going to, um, like we, 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 again, the concept of like, don't leave dead bodies in your wake where, um, you know, it's great to hit the top, but if you haven't done it with your team, then that's a problem for us. Mm -hmm. It has to, it has to be, um, you know, you can have dominated individuals, but there still has to be that sort of collaborative approach of, you know, we're all in this together. So I think in terms of, you know, professional attributes is, is that desire to do something together with other people, um, you know, outside the skills and the core values. I think that's, that's pretty much <laughs> what we're looking for. So, mm -hmm. okay. So what are the challenges you face as the head of people and culture? I take it there are many challenges there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, again, that, that, that global community, I think there's oh there's always some and especially like in a remote world you know um i find in in some ways i'm more connected to world events because it if it, it actually you know affects my employee base a lot more so you know natural disasters and things and and relying on each individual's internet connection can be um, a big challenge when all of a sudden somebody somebody drops off but i think also too when there are times of stress people we will default to their individual mm -hmm. os and so there is a lot of um coaching and mentoring and and i'm only one person <laughs> and mm -hmm. so you know our, our i'm starting to have touch points with 150 different people so i think the big challenge now is part of it is how do i infuse what i do within the managers and uh and and slowly build that out so that they're in these coaching roles as well to be able to uh to yeah continue to infuse those core values and and, and mentorship that i've previously provided to everybody and how do we grow that within the company um a lot of uh people's experiences within a company is just with their manager mm. like they don't they don't necessarily see the whole thing so i, I do want to make sure all the managers are able to provide that that love and care as well um which involves a lot of training and those type of things so yeah we'll we'll get there but i think that's probably the one of the biggest challenges so mm -hmm. Um, on the other hand, there are opportunities, mm -hmm. understand? And what are the opportunities that you <laughs> <laughs> you can capitalize on as yeah. the head of people and culture? Um, I mean, I think for me, what's been really exciting is that, I mean, the company's growing very fast, so I've been able to grow into my role. So um, it's... it's uh, been a great opportunity to, you know, originally I was brought on just to do talent acquisition <laughs> and, you know, now I'm running the department, um, which is kind of exciting opportunity wise. But I think like as the, the company grows, the idea of being able to create a, a place where people can, um, where it's safe and people can contribute the most to, to our mission is, is, um, it, it is very motivating for me and I think that's a that's an awesome aspect of people and culture because I can kind of sit back and <laughs> you know like watch everybody grow um, as they also grow up with the company um, I mean in terms of um, I mean that's the, the culture side but remote work for me has completely changed changed my life I will I'll never go back <laughs> I think to a to a fully in-house position the uh, the work-life balance that has provided for me it's allowed me to grow my career in a way okay. I don't think I would have been able to if I was going into an office. That's every very day, interesting. So. Please tell us more about that. Yeah. So um, like, for example, uh, just the way, you know, my, my, my family is uh, there. There are periods of time where my husband has to travel for work. And mm -hmm. so I, I'm 
doing the single mom thing uh, periodically, sometimes for months at a time. So the, the freedom of being able to be present for my son at the same time of, you know, being fully committed to my career as well. I don't, if I was commuting or if I, you know, had to take sick days every time he was sick or those sort of silly, they, they don't seem like a big deal, but they feel like it, I think, especially for parents. Uh, for me personally, that that perspective was life changing, um, where I feel like I'm, I'm a far better, better mother because of the way the business is organ like structured. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So where do you see this people and cultural revolution going in the next period? It's going to expand, do you think, or... Yeah, well, I think it's I think it's going to be very interesting from the standpoint of you have you know these companies that are moving more towards this people and culture perspective, and then you have these other companies that are really clinging on to the the old way of doing things, and I think you're going to see the employee base shift and decide <laughs> you know which way okay. they want to go, um, and when that starts happening, I think that's going to open up HR in a way that it didn't before. You're seeing mm -hmm. positions roll out like employee experience coordinators and and, and managers even um, that didn't exist before like that mm -hmm. those weren't roles that that existed within a company um you're starting to see uh you know deep partnerships between you know the chief human resources officers or the cpo C chief people officers how they're usually getting redefined um and ceos and and how they're working together and how that that c-suite collective um is kind of um leaning on that hr role to provide insight hey we want to do this what do you think that impact is going to be and, and that perspective and uh, i think that evolution is going to continue um, as time goes by. Does that mean that your own role within the bio-optimizers company is going to evolve in the next five years? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not one to like to, to stay in the one place too long. So I, I definitely um, like anything that has me learning really quickly and growing. Um, I, I'm already seeing a shift where there is um, a more, I would say, higher level collection of managers that we're, we're having more collaborative um, discussions whenever um, something is kind of being rolled out. For example, like I mentioned earlier, our um, desire to be more system minded and, and develop more systems and processes. Part of that is me coordinating with them being like, what is the actual experience of the system going to be and offering some insight there? Um, you know, what training do we need? What What are those touch points? It's not just here's a new thing and you need to figure it out like that's not happening anymore that there needs to be that um people aspect to to any change that happens and uh, some the change changes tend to be uncomfortable <laughs> for a lot of people yeah. and i think um growth in itself is uncomfortable because that change is constantly happening so so how can i uh, offer recommendations based off the feedback that i'm hearing so we have full full feedback loops of um every every change that we make so that maybe we can change things better in the future and so that's kind of part, part of that process there so mm -hmm. okay so liz how do we change the world <laughs> <laughs> honestly i think i think it starts with each individual i don't think it's a it's individuals working together um i i mean i think especially when i speak to young people uh, i'm pretty passionate about you know find an organization that you really align with that mission i think um, you know, before it was kind of like, well, what's the paycheck? <laughs> like, and, and I mean, those things are still important. I'm not saying to, to undervalue yourself to, to, you know, for the experience or any of those things that, that I, I think is kind of a joke. Um, I think we should, we should get what we, uh, 
like our, our value that we deserve. But I definitely think that finding that there are a lot of great organizations and companies out there that have some pretty significant missions. And so finding what resonates for you, I think, is, is critical. So that's how we change the world. <laughs> so Thank you so much, Liz. This has been motivating. You know. mm-hmm. You've opened up um, a lot of new avenues, you know, thinking and and yeah, analyzing this this matter subject matter thank you so much no problem happy to be here thank you uh, thank you for tuning in uh, the ibu the ibu podcast studio is located at the department of digital communications and public relations thank you